Hi, it's Matt. Welcome to Money Lab. Let's talk about SEO. I've been obsessing, for lack of a better word, over what SEO is anymore. Um, you know, if you look, I mean, I, I mean, look, uh, the helpful content update came out in September, and you know, it's really tough for me to admit, and it's also tough for me to accept, is that our traffic at some University is down. Now, it's down significantly. Probably the worst it's been in five years. So that's pretty insane. That's pretty bad. Now, what does that mean? And what are, what are my ideas to combat this? So when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, it's, it's really hard because I can see from organic traffic, you know, and actually our traffic in, in analytics, like traffic is down. Now, we are, we are also in our lowest point of the season normally, but I'm always comparing our, I'm always comparing our numbers to the previous year. And so like the other thing we have to worry, we have to think about too, is that the pandemic, so from 2020 to basically 2022 was the best three years or best two years in the pool industry. I think the pool industry has ever seen and the hot tub industry, basically the stay at home industry. So what's nuts about that is now I am constantly, the, the, you know, the question is, Am I back to normal? Because if I'm comparing year over year now, we've had two, you know, three really weird years for, specifically for my industry to compare it to. The same industry, by the way, that I also run brewcabin.com, which is a home brewing website. And we saw the same thing. In fact, there is such a ridiculous thing happening now in the beer industry, more prevalent than the pool industry. It's actually been reversed, so let me explain. And this is just what I'm seeing anecdotally. I have no data to support this, but I'm just in these worlds and I see it. So what happens is, you know, beer is really popular pre-pandemic, where we, we had this new style of beer that took over, which is the New England IPA, right? The hazy IPA, all of a sudden, Women start drinking this beer. People who don't like beer are drinking beer now because it tastes like juice. It tastes sweet. It's not, you know, it's not your granddad's beer. So this, this is happening. Then, so we're having a huge boom in, in homebrewing, right? Right, not homebrewing, sorry, in beer, right before the pandemic. Pandemic hits. All of a sudden, all the breweries are closed. So guess what ticks up? Homebrewing. Homebrewing sees a surge in popularity, obviously, okay? Now, the pandemic's, you know, essentially over. It's 2024. And what happened? Two things. Homebrewing dropped like a rock. In fact, it was starting to drop last year in 2023. Dropped. People just not homebrewing anymore because now the breweries are open, okay? That's pretty obvious. But here's the other problem is that I, you know, again, again, this is anecdotally, but 
but a lot of people just went, you know, we're in this other sort of renaissance period of alcohol where alcohol, specifically beer, is not as popular as it was pre-pandemic and during the pandemic. During the pandemic, coping mechanism, whatever you want to call it, post-pandemic, uh, I got to get my shit together. You know, dry January is huge this year in 2024, right? So a huge dry January, everyone's doing it. People are just stopping, they're stopping drinking. NA beers are coming out. Seltzers are coming out. Not seltzer, uh, not alcoholic seltzer, but just pop seltzer, flavored seltzer. Things to replace the alcoholic beverages of the past. And people who really didn't like beer, like, I feel like I'm a different person. I love all beer, all the time. So when New England IPA came out, I'm like, great, another style. I also like it, but I didn't, I didn't get, I'm not tired of beer. A lot of people were like, ooh, New England IPA, I'm tired of this style because they didn't really like beer to begin with. So what happens is now they're like, all right, well, I'm not really a drinker, so I'm just going to drink non-alcoholic stuff. All the breweries now, the big ones, they were doing seltzer. Now they're doing NA. Now that's the new trend. So home brewing dropped like a rock. Beer itself dropped like a rock. Breweries closing left and right. Okay. New era. Similar thing happened in the pool industry, but it took a different turn. So, you know, pool industry has always been kind of like, you know, it's fine. It's always been this thing. We had a really big year in 2004. And then before that, you know, I didn't really keep track of it. But 2020 and 2021, holy shit, because people were building pools because they're like, we don't know when this thing's going to end. And they might be small pools. They could have been hot tubs. They could have been uh, stock tank pools, you know, those cowboy pools, whatever you want to call them. But what, regardless, like so many pools were built in those years, okay? So many people stayed at home and took care of their pools. We saw a huge last couple years. Now, I think that's very late to the game. But what we, what I, so I have a friend of mine who went to CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. And he's just texting me like, look at all of these robotic pool cleaner displays at CES. And I'm like, that's, two is too many. Two is way too many. One, I'm like, okay, well, I know of one that's there. He's like, no, 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 no. There's like 10 of these motherfuckers. It's like, oh, uh, okay, <laughs> wait. And this is all happening in 2024? I go, I think they're all late to the game. So they're all inventing these robots for these pools because now there are more pools. But there's just like so much money going around in this field. But just, you know, people are back to normal. People are traveling. So here's, my, here's what I think is going to happen. We could be in what is an, an overcorrection period. 2024 could be an overcorrection period. In the sense, let's think about beer. People stop drinking beer. They miss going to breweries. They're just like, oh, I'm not having fun anymore. What's going on? You know? 
So they start going back to breweries, and then people who dumped their hobby, their homebrewing hobby, or just gave up on it because maybe of health reasons, maybe of you know breweries open back up, whatever, they're going to be like, they're going to feel less fulfilled, and then it's going to come back. Not at its peak, like it was during the pandemic, for both, for both industries. It's not going to come back, but it'll come, it'll restabilize to what it was you know, pre-pandemic. But we're in an overcorrection period. I think we are also in an overcorrection period for SEO. ChatGPT was all the rage 2023, okay? That's when BARD came out, Google's AI, and they're testing this. They're putting this BARD in our, in our chats, which I, which I was saying, well, you know, as soon as I saw ChatGPT, I'm like, what's Google for? And a lot of people in the SEO space went, wait a minute, Matt, pump your brakes because, you know, Google's got a business model that they got to, you know, they're not just going to dump a bunch of people. Guess what they fucking did? Yeah. September 2023, they dumped a bunch of people. Okay. And all of a sudden you start to see this rise in Reddit, Quora, all these like, what the hell sites are, are doing well, but these established sites are doing horrible? What's going on here? And now people are just giving up. They're like, oh, SEO's dead. We're not, this is not a thing anymore. Or that would be like me saying, homebrewing's dead. No one's homebrewing anymore. Beer is dead. No one's drinking beer anymore. No, we're in an overcorrection period. The true players of this game will hold and stick the course, stay the course. It, this, is, this shit happens constantly. Now, it's been a long time since I've seen such a hit on the industry. We're talking probably all the way back in 2007, 2008. It was like the last really big hit that we saw. And that was a, that was a comfo- uh, um, that's the uh, helpful content update. That's what that was. There was an overcorrection, and then a lot of people just stopped doing SEO, just stopped building their businesses because they relied 100% on this traffic as their, as their lead source. That happened. That's happened many times. But, it's, but that one was the biggest one, 20, 2007, 2008. We're seeing it again. Overcorrection period, so it will come back. And that's the thing is that whether you're in homebrewing or in beer or in any industry that saw a huge surge during the pandemic and a huge drop when it was over, quote unquote, you, one, you better figure out your business model. If you, during those times, were just spending like crazy because times were good, let's spend, let's, let's, Let's grow the business. What you weren't expecting was the inevitable dip that always comes after a growth period. So here we are, all right? It's really, it's really easy and cynical to just say, I'm done, this is it, SEO sucks, it's dead, fuck Google, all the things you wanna say. You can have those feelings. 
But the true players of the game, the true investors in this world, stay the course. In fact, they may even double down, which is exactly what I'm doing. I'm saying, you know what? Instead of me cowering, instead of me going, oh, I need to diversify, I need to stop relying on Google. It's like, sure, you absolutely should have been diversified this whole time. Why you were relying on one source, I don't know. Maybe you were just getting started. But here's the, here's the, here's the hard truth, is that that's, that happened to me already. In 2007, 2008, I was 100% in on SEO. That was my entire focus. And then it hit and I lost all my traffic. And I went, well, what a lesson to be learned here. A lesson in, you can't let the big companies dictate your business. That, that sucks, right? You can do one of two things. You play the game and you play the game for the long term or you pay. Meaning you pay to play their game, which is also fine. But you better have a business model that supports that. And I think in 2008 is when I shifted my business model. I went, you know what? I'm gonna start creating my own products because I can't rely on Google traffic. I need to have a product to sell people. I need another way to get, to get visitors. All right? That's where we are. Now, what am I doing in this post you know, helpful content update world? One, one, I'm sick of hearing about it because it happened, right? I had a tweet once that was like, that somebody pointed me out because they had looked at my website and they went, if his website didn't stand a chance during this update, none of us did. Which, yeah, I agree. Because my website was 100% written by human beings, me, <laughs> not, not me the whole time, but a lot of it was me. I'm the author I have credibility, my website's super fast, I have topic authority. I've been in the, in, I've been in the game, my, my domain has been registered since 2004, 2006 under my name. I have that shit on lock for the next 10, 15 years. So I followed every white hat, every white hat thing possible. And yet, Here's what's interesting about it. I wasn't penalized for the main keywords. And that's really interesting. When I look at, because I keep track of my ranking for every keyword I rank for, every primary keyword. And I didn't really see a big drop anywhere. Like I didn't see my visibility tank. I'm like, okay, the, the main keywords that I've always ranked for, I've, I'm still number one. So... It's not like I dropped, but, but what I haven't looked at and what I don't, it would be tough to, to figure out is did I drop for all the long tail stuff? And I think that that's what happened is that I was getting a lot of traffic from the long tail, from the nuance, right? The, and what's happening with that is the more specific your question, I think the more Google's trying to figure out what's relevant there. My content isn't relevant because it's not titled that. It's, 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 it's a big piece of content. And that was always my strategy is it was my moonshot. 
strategy, which was shoot for the moon, land in the stars is where it comes from. That doesn't actually make sense uh, astrologically, but the idea being that you, you try really hard to rank for the big keyword, and then the effort of doing so, you will rank for all of the small, long-tail keywords that are associated with it. I don't think that that game can be played anymore. I think what you now have to do is you have to write, you have to basically create the stars as well. So one article isn't going to rank for a ton of keywords anymore. It's, you're going to have to come up with those individual keywords because here's the new reality. Any asshole can, can go into chat GPT, type in a keyword and say, write me a 2,500 word article on this topic and hit publish without editing or anything. And a lot of those sites are ranking. And the thing is, is Google doesn't know what to do with that yet. And maybe they do know, maybe they've already figured it out, but it's taking this system a long time to recalibrate. Whatever the case is, I'm speculating here. But, okay, so now anybody can do that. Well, what's gonna happen is, which is, I mean, this is why we have E-E-A-T. That's why we added the extra E. The extra E is experience. So the first E, it was just E-A-T, eat. The first E was expertise. And it's like, okay, well, what's expertise? What does that mean? It, it means, am I an expert in this? Well, how do you prove you're an expert in anything? Like now, ChatGPT is an expert in anything because it's got the entire internet at its fingertips. So it's essentially Google. So what makes you an expert? Experience. But how do, you, how do you tell Google that, hey, man, I have experience? You literally have to say it. And you have to give proof. And I think there was, this, there was a study done. There was this article written a while back, which I loved. And I used to cite it all the time. It was on uh, Range Ranker or something like that. I forget. I believe the guy's name was Mort who wrote it. Don't quote me on that. But the whole idea was... Google had this profiler, and it probably still does. And the idea was, it's like, okay, Google can object, like look at your whole shit, your whole website, your whole brand, look at it all and go, what is this? Is this trustworthy? Is this good to go? What is this, right? And that was a new, like a bunch of different factors. If you were a human being and you were to look at a website you could very quickly figure out that if this site was worth anything. You'd be like, oh, okay, it loads fast. It's good branding. They seem to know what they're talking about. There's an author, he's got experience, whatever it is. It was easy to find stuff, search bar worked. This site's great, thumbs up, stick that in the vault. So. Obviously, Google's not going to hire a bunch of human beings to go and objectively look at a bunch of websites. They're going to build what is essentially an AI that does that, which is their algorithm, right? Well, now what? So how would you know, even as a human being, if you went on a website and all the content, it might have been really well branded, but everything could have been faked because how the fuck would you know? 
Well, Google's got the same problem. So they have to come up with different, they have to come up with newer, more nuanced ranking factors to figure it out. And I think that's where my site slipped. Okay? That's why I got thrown under the bus. Because one of the things I never did in, my, in all of my years of, of building SUNY University was I was not somebody going out and begging for backlinks. I, I never went out and tried to build my authority that way because I was ranked number one for all the keywords. I have the biggest YouTube channel in the niche. Google, hello, like use that. I'm on the fucking videos. I'm a human being. I'm not AI. Figure that out. But the one thing I didn't do is I didn't build links because I didn't need to. Links were coming organically because a journalist would search for something. There I was and boom. And I was so adamant about people would email me and say, hey, would you do an interview? No, I don't have time for that shit. Like, Go on my website, figure out. I think that was a mistake. And I think I've learned, you know, should I have been begging for backlinks the whole time? No. I think that that, you know, guest posting a bunch, no. But I didn't open myself up to allow it. Because I didn't have time to. And one of the reasons I didn't have time to was I was running other brands, hence why I'm going back to just doing swim university. And two... I didn't really put my face out there. There was nobody to contact. And I didn't, I didn't make it known and I didn't try. So I think as much as I hate this, as much as I think this sucks, I don't see another path forward. I don't see how you can do the future of SEO without backlinks now. Now, again, when I say backlinks, I wasn't actively like disavowing every link that came in. I just wasn't actively asking for links. I wasn't reaching out to websites and going, hey, would you add Swim University to your list of resources? Or, hey, can I write a guest post on your blog about this topic? Or, hey, journalist, like, yeah, I'm available for an interview, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wasn't actively doing any of those backlink building techniques. Because honestly, I thought, that is a huge waste of time. Any time that I published something that was, that was well-written, it ranked. Why do I need a backlink? The backlinks were coming. They were coming organically because I was ranking for these things I was writing. But now that's not the case. Now, my backlink profile isn't bad. And my, and my domain authority isn't bad. But it could be much better. And that's the thing is I'm thinking a lot more about SEO this way old school, which is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's still, it's still white hat, but it's a little weird. Now I'm looking for ways, and I've done episodes about this, where I'm looking for ways to build backlinks, just basically opening myself up to more organic pursuits. I'm still not going to pay somebody to go out and email, cold email a bunch of people exchanging links. Because that's happened. That happens all the time. No one wants that. that. That looks poorly on me. There are more creative ways to do this. And it means getting myself out there and proving to the world 
and my audience that I am, in fact, a human being who knows what the hell he's talking about. And I didn't do that before. I hid behind the brand. Yes, my face was on the articles, small. My face was on the thumbnails. But, but, and my voice was there and I was in some videos, but now I'm gonna be in every video. And now I'm in every social media post. And it's my voice. I'm writing the articles in the first person now. We used to write the articles in the, we, in the third person. Why? Because we wanted to feel like a big company. But I feel like that's not what Google wants now. Google wants human beings, right? So how do you do, like, it's the reason Reddit is ranking. But then again, that's my argument is like, yeah, Reddit's a big site. But the people who are commenting and answering the questions, where's the vetting there? There is no vetting. So we're back to forum stuff. Again, I think it's an overcorrection because what's going to happen? We go back to forums where people have to sort through a bunch of comments and figure out for themselves which comment is correct? No, that's insane. I think you're going to see a lot more stuff come out of Google once they figure it out. I think you're going to see it this year. They're going to give us more direction. They've been vague about their recommendations. You know, they say, yeah, you can use AI, but it better be vetted. It's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? And how do you even know that? So some things that I'm, I'm looking at. I am looking at, for an, from an SEO perspective, some changes that I'm making. One, I am producing more content. We spent most of the pandemic not producing a lot of content. Maybe an article a week, right? Okay, that's fine. We got to do more than that. It's the social media. It's a social media thing. You got to throw a bunch of shit at the wall. And it's got to be good. Now, so, so more. I have to update my shit. Not, you know, dates have been updated. Things have been updated. But the feeling of the articles needs to change now. Again, they need to be written in the first person. They need to have more experience plugged into them, which is which is something that only I can do. I'm the one with the experience. I can hire writers, they can interview me, and we can turn that into something. And that's something I'm certainly considering in, in order to just produce more content. But for at least the next three months, I am focused almost all of my time on writing articles and developing a super tight process. Once that process is tight, then I believe I'll be able to have some help in that department. I will probably still be the person who writes the articles or at least dictates them and have someone else write and publish them. And then I will just be the person who over, oversees it, over, overlooks it, but that will save me time on what I have to do as a person. And then I'll be able to produce a lot more. So I'm probably going to have to hire somebody who is like, I have to train a clone of me. I, I don't want to have to do that. I'm hoping that this is why I'm giving myself, you know, pretty much the beginning of the season to go, all right, are these articles that I'm writing that I'm improving the way that I think they should, are they, am I seeing change? Am I seeing growth? Are we coming back to life? And again, I have to wait until 
our, our season kicks in, our season's not kicked in yet. And, I, and I'll get clearer answers as that happens, right? I, I believe that if we're publishing more consistently on YouTube, if we're publishing more consistently on social media platforms, we're promoting our new content, we're updating it, we're getting traffic ourselves without the help of Google. That will help Google. And that just means creating as much content as humanly possible. And it's being smart about how to do that. We have a team of three people and we are creating an insane amount of content right now, I think. I can, I can personally, I've been saying, I can do two articles a week. I'm really doing three. And that, and that could be updating old articles and writing new ones, but I can do about three. New stuff, new images, rewritten, re-edited, adding personal experience, really thinking about the, the, the end user, right? I'm, I'm promoting those things on social media. We are, we are creating reels, edited reels with a consistent brand. We're doing that every week, three times a week. We're answering emails. We're answering comments. We're publishing YouTube videos. Like we're, the engine is moving. And I think the course correction, you know, happened in September. By next September, I think we'll be fine. We'll be back to normal. But the thing that I'm adding to that process that I just have to add, and I think I don't want to do it personally, but I got to think of the whole site. I got to think of the whole brand. What is it that I need? One Regardless of, of SEO, meaning Google SEO, I need customers. That's how our business thrives. There is more than one way to get a customer. You know, we have our email list. That's ours. We have all the social medias. We got TikToks. We got fa- Facebook. We got Instagram. That's a new, that's, that's, a, that's actually a new lead source for us. We didn't have that last year. You know, we only started doing consistent uh, YouTube, or sorry, consistent social media short form vertical videos uh, like midsummer last year. And we've just com- continually gotten better at it. And I think we're just going to continually get better. We have ideas to test every month for the whole summer. I would love to do even more. I would love to do a video every single day. And it is possible with our team. So that's a new, to me, I'm looking at that. That's going to be a new traffic source come spring, which is our big season. So that's, that's going to be new. You know, we've always ran ads, but I'm getting better at it. And each year that I get better at running ads, you know, we'll be fine. The other thing I think that I have to play, the other game I have to play, and again, this only works if you have if you have customers and if you have, if you get, if your leads convert to customers, which is, uh, all right, Google, you don't want to rank me. I'll, I'll pay to be number one. That's fine. It's fine. You know, if I'm not number one yet, organically, I'll pay for it. I don't know what other signals I got to give them, but Hey, if I, you know, if I got to do it, I got to do it. Not every article, obviously, but the ones that convert the best, yeah, for sure. Easy, easy enough. Only because I know I could pay for it. And it also means 
making the site a lot more human. A lot more human. A lot of, a lot of things we didn't do in the past. We were very much the, the site that did illustrations. Now we do illustrations for our featured image, but I've been incorporating a lot more photography in our, in our posts. And this is something I mentioned about improving content. A lot more photography that we take that is, that's exclusively ours. Well, you know, well SEO'd, meaning the, the JPEG name, the alt tag, all of that stuff. More photos, more real world shit. It also means, and I don't know, this is going to be a tough one to figure out, but we can't do the review stuff anymore. We never reviewed products, meaning we never said, okay, we're going to do a review of this one product because we literally can't do it. Like personally, I can't do it, but doesn't mean somebody on our team can't do it. So does that mean we're doing individual reviews? Perhaps. Yeah, I think we have to. And we have a team now that's willing to do it. So it's like, okay, let's, let's start doing that. But honestly, that's only for affiliate money. That actually doesn't get us our customers. You know, yeah, affiliate money is fine, but it's not the best. It, affiliate money only really works when you have traffic. So if you don't have traffic, I'm like, well, <laughs> I got other things I could do. You know, we have, we have, our, we have our email list I can get. You know, we can recommend things. They'll, they'll trust us. Google doesn't have to trust us. Does that make sense? It's like, okay, if I think that this cleaner is the best, because I've just been in the industry, I can just tell, I just know, and this is the one I would buy, uh, I can send that email out and be like, this is the one I'd buy. And everybody would be like, okay, I, I believe you, because we're on your email list. We already trust you. So we don't have to go out and do that review. But we will. But again, there's other ways to get sales and traffic. And I think that's the, the, real, the real thing here is like, yeah, diversification for us, super important, and we have. And that's why we didn't get, you know, that's why revenue-wise we weren't hit as bad. For, the, for those out there who were just relying on SEO and had ads on their, you know, on their website and that was your only source of income, yeah, you're fucked. That was me in 2008. But that's not me in 2024. We have a huge email list. We, run, we, can, we can afford to run ads. We can afford to hire a team to, to create content, not just in articles, but in everything else. One of the things I'm thinking a lot about is again, like looking at my backlink profile and taking that more seriously. Okay. I have some ideas on how I build backlinks. One of those ideas we already talked about, which was let's make that about page pretty sick, which is what I'm working on this coming week. Let's make that about page sick. Let's make it easy for, for any journalist to contact us. Let's, let's make a video so that we can prove that we're real. Let's take a picture of us with our plaque to prove that we're real. We're the real deal. We are unbiased. We are, we are not 
paid by any company to, to make any recommendations. We are completely independent, small, family-owned pool education company. Water chemistry education, whatever you want to call it. Great. That's, that's great. Maybe we'll attract some people. In the summertime, we use Harrow, help a reporter out. We do this in-house. So anytime a Harrow thing comes in, we just see if anyone's asking about pools and hot tubs, water chemistry. If they are, yeah, we'll reach out. I'll, and and in what, I'll reach out personally. I'll take that link. Thank you very much. Am I hiring somebody to go out and uh, beg for backlinks? No, but... If I, if I found a good process for doing that and it made sense and we could do it tastefully, I will. Because I think that me personally, if I had to do it, I could, I could find the nuanced way to make it effective. I think when you hire a company to do it, they're just not – it's just not them. It's not – you know, people know who I am. I have – clout in the industry. So I think reaching out to certain pool uh, related companies, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can get through the door. My foot's already in and I know exactly what to say and how to say it to people without it feeling spammy, without making the ask immediately. So there is something there and it might, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of other ways to, to do it. Now, That's, that's something. Another thing I'm thinking about, which will cost a lot of money, and I'm not really thrilled about it, but it's worth a shot, is I would love to do some PR, some digital PR, meaning I want some stories out there about us as a company or you know, what, what makes us an expert. And I think if we did that consistently, which means we do have to hire a service to do that, I think that would be really helpful. And again, measurable. So let's look at it. If, if I go out and start paying for digital PR, and I haven't landed on a company yet, I do have an, an idea, but if I go out and start doing, paying for digital PR and we get really good stories and we get really good backlinks from really high, you know, high authority websites, and all of a sudden I see our traffic start to really go up without me adding too much content to the website. Then I'm going to be like, all right, let's do that again. Let's keep doing that. That seems to be worth that's it's like it's like spending ad money. Might be worth might be worth the effort. But again, what's nice about ads and what's nice about doing digital PR or any of this stuff is you can just test it. And I think that that's the moral of like all SEO and all the things that I've done doing this year, which is every month we're going to try something. And what's the goal? Ultimately, there's one goal in mind. And it used to be traffic. That was my ultimate goal, was traffic. Way back in the day. I didn't have an email list. And the only way we really made money was if people visited the website because eyeballs on ads gets us money. But I'm not going to run ads. Although, <laughs> I say that. And man, wouldn't it be interesting if 
Google was only serving up sites that, were, that had AdSense on them. I'm not going to go down that cynical rabbit hole, but interesting thought. But yeah, I would, I would, that's, that's one PR move is, is do that. Just like spending money on ads. Okay. What else can we do? Well, might not be, it might lead to links. I think it would. Uh, Getting on podcasts. So there are companies out there that I could be like, hey, uh, I will, you know, whatever it is per round or whatever, if it's a campaign or if it's ongoing for a month or two, I would like you to pitch me on podcasts. And I think I learned this from Alex Hermosi because this is an old thing that he had mentioned where when he was doing content, he had hired agencies to help him with that content and he would learn from the agencies on what they were doing and then once he realized what they were doing he could bring it in house and i think that that is certainly the way to do it now with agencies when it comes to content it's very different because agencies are just creating the content and publishing it on every platform that anybody can publish it on but with a podcasting connector or a digital pr company Those companies have an asset that we don't have. We could build it, but that might just be something we don't need to do. And that is, they have an asset of, like, so a digital PR agency, their real asset is not the story writing, because we could certainly do that in-house. But their asset is the list of journalists that they can email once the story has been you know, craft it. Okay. Same with podcasting. It's like, Hey, you know, I know how to craft a a podcast ask, you know, a guest ask. I could probably do it better than a lot of these companies just because I know I've been a podcaster. I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. The thing I don't have though, is the list of all of these companies of all of these podcasts who are actively looking for guests. Yeah, we could probably build that too, but it, we don't have a connection with those people. So we would be cold emailing. Whereas a, an agency have probably have been in touch with these companies before and they trust these agencies. And so that's helpful, but it costs money. Now, it also costs money if we do it in house. And what the, one of the things that I don't want to do is I don't want more employees. So... If I don't want more employees, what are my options? I don't have to hire employees. I can hire agencies. So instead of trying to come up with my own process, you just hire a company to to get their process, right? And you pay them to do that work. And then the great thing about that is you could just stop. You know what I mean? You could just not do it. Okay, great. It's like... It's like firing an employee, but without all the overhead and all the emotional stuff. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Simple as that. And it's not, it's not dependent on, oh, is it the process that's fucked up in our company or is it the person that's fucked up? And it's like, no. If you hire an agency and they promise a deliverable, well, then it's black and white. 
And if they can't do it, I'll find somebody else who can. And again, it's easy to test. You can just dip your toe in, try it a little bit. You know, if I were to put together a whole process, hire somebody or, or, put, my, or put somebody on my team or even myself. Now, myself is a little different because, yeah, I can just take that time and do it for a month and see what happens, right? And if it's worth it, then yes, I could pay somebody, but then I have to manage that person. And that's the big problem is I don't want to be a manager. I have things to do. I'm, I want to work in the company, not on the company. So... In that case, yeah, the agency is definitely the way to go. So anyway, those are the things I'm thinking about. But I have, I have honestly, I have faith, and I am pretty optimistic, to be honest. Um, I've been optimistic. You know, it sucks to look at now. It feels, like, it feels like a kick in the nuts. But I've felt this many times. <laughs> in this industry of... Making money online, especially with a media company, you get kicked in the nuts a lot. And I think the, the reason that I've been able to sustain the kicks is, one, this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know. And in times of economic turmoil, all it means is that – and then because we're a family business, we can have these conversations. It's like, okay, this isn't going to be the year of prosperity. We cool with that. We understand. We can't just be paying ourselves a ton of money. All right, cool. So we're going to hunker down for this year and ride the storm. In the meantime, we're going to be proactive, not reactive. And that's, that's really interesting to think about too, is that I think a lot of these people, it's, it's very reactive. It's like, oh no, our shit's fucked. Let's, let's change everything. And for me, I'm like, our shit's not fucked. But it could be better. And it could have always been better. So let's start to put those things in place to consistently make it better. And we will ride perhaps a 365-day storm, which comes bouncing back. Or, you know, even more pessimistic that the SEO game and Google itself has fundamentally changed and it will never be the same again. And if we take that approach, if we, if we think down that road, that's fine. Because guess what? There are a lot of other things to get leads. There are a lot of other ways to get customers. A lot. We haven't even exercised all of them. We've done zero, as an example, Zero cold calling. <laughs> you know, hey, if push came to shove and all of our shit tanked <laughs> for whatever reason, guess what I'm doing? Guess what, guess what my new job is? Getting on the phone and pitching. Yeah, not something I want to do, not something I'm good at. But again, I am never going to work for somebody and I'm never going to go back to just being a consultant or some, finding some other way to make money. This is it, boys and girls and whoever. This is it. So yeah, ride the storm again. I don't think we're in. I don't think we're at a point of everything's fucked. It'll never be the same again. I think it will be. 
Because again, I think going back to that original tweet I said earlier in the podcast, when someone was like, nothing's going to happen to Google because they got to make money. And if they fuck everybody over, (laughs) yeah, I agree. I agree. But they're figuring that out. I think they have it, you know, the algorithm has to correct itself. It takes time. People get hurt, but people bounce back. I think I saw this from uh, Glenn Aesop of, of Viper Chill. Or also, I forget, I don't know how to say his last name. Glenn of Viper Chill. I think he said something like, ah, it'll come back. Something like, it felt nonchalant when I read the tweet. But I was like, all right, cool. If he thinks that, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, he's somebody I trust immensely when it comes to SEO stuff. In fact, if there's anybody I, I look towards as a bellwether, it's him. So, if that's worth, you know, it's worth investigating if you don't know who he is or well, what, uh, go to details.com. I think he's Viper Chill on Twitter, at. Anyway, that's my two cents about SEO and, and sort of the plan that I'm coming up with, or not, I already came up with it, it's just, I'm at, it's the plan that I'm executing on. And yeah, it's a lot of hats, but you know, it's what I do. What I do. And what's nice about all of this is like even the backlink stuff, it's, it's content. It's what I do, you know? Yeah, outreach for begging for backlinks, not content. So I don't like that one. But digital PR, that's content, baby. That's what I do, right? Podcast, being a guest on podcasts, content. Doing social media, content. Writing better articles, that's content. Doing ads, content. It is what I do and is what I will continue to do for the rest of my life until I die (laughs) because it's just what I do. Anyway, hope that's helpful. Uh, If you got hit by the update, let me know. Let me know what your game plan is. Maybe you know something I don't. Maybe you have a good idea that I don't, I didn't think of. Email me, matt at moneylab.co. All right, bye.